0: Thanks, Alan. (laughs) Always uh, having to interrupt you connecting with one another, and it gets harder and harder um, every uh, Sunday, which is what it should be. Because you're connecting more and more. Right, the first time that you you did that in a worship service, you just sort of did the basics. You know, peace of Christ, peace of Christ, and then sat down. And then you you got to know the person next to you, and you started to to share even beyond the the peace of Christ because you're connecting with one another as you grew more familiar uh, with each other. And what we hope to do in this series is to do the same with, with God to continue to grow in our connection with the living God who has created each of us, created you and me and every human to be in a living, vibrant relationship um, with Him. Uh, we, We don't follow a religion. We're not about a moral code. We are about a relationship with the living God. That he's designed to connect with you and, and with me. And, and a God, even that we've been singing about, so grand and beautiful and wonderful. But it, it's, that, it's that size, it's the, the, the magnificent size and beauty of God that leads him to connect with you and me in an individual way. You know, we might think, well, God's too big, you know, too busy to connect with just little old me. Well, it's the very fact that he's so big that he can connect with you and me in an individual way in terms of walking with us in our lives um, with Him. And, and what is often the problem, God is, is connecting with us all the time, anywhere and everywhere, but uh, we don't have the, the facilities to be attentive to that. Uh, we're, we're, we're distracted by so many other things that, that we're, we're not engaged with God as God is speaking and leading and um, directing us. Now, here's, here's an example of an individual named Bruce uh, who was, just didn't quite have the skills, wasn't quite attentive to the direction that God was leading him to. Want me to talk to you? Tell, it back. Tell me what's going on. What should I do? Give me a signal. Oh, I need your guidance, Lord. Please send me a sign. Ah, oh, what's this Joker doing now? Okay. All right. I'll try it your way. All right, Lord, I need a miracle. I'm desperate. I need your help, Lord. Please, reach into my life. Uh, what the are I got you. So the 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 signs were there, but just totally uh, unaware of those signs, and so caught up in his own issues that he was uh, just totally oblivious uh, to the signs that God was bringing to him. And what uh, we're going to do over the course of these six weeks is, is develop, continue to develop that attention to the work. Um, of God, the presence of God, because there's no place God isn't present. There's no place that God isn't at work. It's just, are we attentive? Are our eyes open? Are our ears tuned uh, to what God is doing and what God is saying? Our uh, uh, passage this morning is Luke uh, chapter 11 from the words of Jesus, um, uh, starting with verse 9. Actually, a a section of uh, Um, Luke, right after the the Lord's Prayer, then talking about our connection to God. And it's uh, found on page 845. Uh, Let's uh, pray together. Gracious God, We thank you that you speak to us through your written word, through the events in our lives, um, through your your spirit within us, through the voices of one another. We ask now that your uh, spirit would would help us to continue to develop the capacities of being attentive to your uh, word to us as a community, as a people, and to your word to us um, individually. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. All right, Luke chapter 11, starting with verse 9. Jesus is speaking. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks, receives. And everyone who searches, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there any among you? Who, if your child asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So you see, even from Jesus' words, to, to ask questions, to ask of God is what we're commanded to do. To seek, to knock, to pursue Him, to, to look for Him, uh, to, to knock on His door regularly, to develop that capacity to be attentive to, to God's work in our lives is what God even commands us to do. And then then he tells us what God promises to give us is exactly what we need. Better than answers to our questions. Better even than giving us the details of our request. But he gives himself. I mean, he gives the Holy Spirit. That is God who indwells within us. What, What he gives us is this relationship, is this connection with him which is greater than anything we could ask or long for or seek. He desires this particular relationship with each of us, with you and with me. And and yes, with you. If there's anyone here who's thinking, you know, I don't think God really cares about me. I'm just here to tell you, you're wrong. When God was in human form, in Jesus, God the Son, I mean, He got interrupted by all kinds of no-name nobodies. And he would stop and connect with them every time. A guy, God bless you, a guy who was blind on the side of the road calling out to Jesus, Hey, Jesus, over here. And the disciples, Jesus' followers, they told him, Oh, be quiet. Don't interrupt him. Don't you know he's got an important thing to do? But Jesus stopped and he engaged with Bartimaeus. He talked with Him, connected with Him. And the disciples, they weren't any kind of all-star group. They were a bunch of nobody, a bunch of fishermen, a a despised tax collector, and even a religious zealot in the group. And Jesus poured His life into them, teaching them and walking with them in life. A, A woman who'd been sick for years and years and years, And Jesus was on an important journey. He was going to heal one of the the leaders in the synagogue. One of the leaders in the synagogue's daughter had died. And Jesus was going to heal her. And this woman who'd been sick for who knows how long, she came and touched Jesus and was healed. And Jesus stopped and connected with her. And even when maybe we could give Jesus a break, we can understand, why well, maybe he'd be preoccupied and wouldn't really want to connect with others. Um, but when he's hanging on the cross, right, with, with nails in his hands and the nail through his legs, and he's standing there and there are two, guys, two thieves next to him, two guys who deserve to be there. And Jesus connects with them. He engages with them. And even tells one, today you'll be with me in paradise. It is the very nature of God who created us to be in relationship with Him. That that we have have neglected. That we have forgotten. That we have been uh, too focused on other things uh, to really work on. But He refuses to give up. And He continues to pursue us and tells us, pursue me also. It's what you were created for. He says, look, look, you know, you and your relationships, your relationships of love, right, with, with parents and children. You know, what parent, even though you're broken and evil and messed up, is going to give your child, I, I don't know where this came from. But you, they ask for an egg and you give them a scorpion. Right, that's, I think that's part of Jesus' humor um, uh, there. You know, who's going to do that? Well, how much more so will your heavenly Father, who's not evil, who's perfect, going to give you exactly what you need when you ask, when you seek, when you knock? So our our challenge then, our, our challenge is to be attentive to where God is speaking to us. Not only through the scriptures that we focus on every time we're together, but also in other ways, in our, own, in our life circumstances, through others, in our own spirit that God is speaking to us. And it's our charge to be attentive to that. And, and we aren't very attentive to a lot of things. Um, if you have um, a, a smartphone, uh, go ahead and uh, get that out. If you don't know what a smartphone is, don't worry about it. But if you if you do, you know, go ahead and get that out. I'm going to give you my phone number because I want some interaction um, right here, and so you can text me a few of the answers of these questions. Okay, my my phone number is uh, area code five one three, then two three five four zero one one. Okay. Two, three, five, four, zero, one, one. All right. And uh, I'm gonna put up a little exercise on the the board. And uh, what I want you to do is read through it once and count the Fs. Now, don't cheat. Just read through it once, count the Fs, and then text me how many Fs there are. Cheater. My daughter texted me, and she saw this, and I showed it to her yesterday. Who else? All right, there you go. Eight. Good. Nine. I heard five. You can go old school. You can just shout it out, or you can text me. Eleven. Keep going. Eight. Seven. Seven. There we go. Good. Twelve. Okay. Nine. Okay. Twelve. Yeah. All right. Eleven. Yeah. Seven, eight, nine. All right, very good. You know how many there are? Show the next one. There are 11. I'm always amazed that people get more than 11. What, what's, what often happens is we read it and we, we go through it and we skip. You can skip the, the two F's in effective or you skip the ofs. You know, the little ones. They're important words, ofs. But you forget the F's and those and we're just... We read it for the meaning, we read it for the big picture, but we're you know, inattentive to some of those little details in our lives. And, and the ways that, that God can connect with us, can communicate with us. There are some ways, keep your phones out because I've got another question for you, um, internally. You know, God speaks to our spirit. We we sense God's leading and directing to us internally. Sometimes in dreams and in, in visions. Sometimes just in our conscience. Um, in uh, in. Uh, the a sense of what we're, we're, we're feeling and, and sensing in our minds. Can you, can you think with me and uh, text me these? Um, some are some ways that those of you that, you know, some of you here have been uh, you know, reading your Bible. You've been uh, um, uh, reading the, you know a lot of the stories. What are some of the stories, the events where God would speak to people I- internally? You know, in, in, inside, not, not externally, not big things going on around them, but things going on. In, yeah, you stop texting me 11. You, it's too late now. You've <laughs> cheated on that one. All right, what's, uh, what is uh, an event that where God spoke to you in turn, or not you, but s- biblically, an event where God spoke to someone in dreams? Right. It happens in, in dreams. Anybody think of a particular dream? Daniel. Daniel had dreams and visions where God spoke. Joseph. Joseph, who was Mary's husband, remember? In a dream, an angel came to say to you, This is my son. Job. Good. Yep, Peter and Cornelius. Good. And, uh, Peter was uh, one in a dream where, where God It showed him that now all um, uh, animals are clean. Elijah in 1 Kings. um, Elijah meets with God in a cave. And God doesn't come to him in the fire, the hurricane, the whirlwind. He comes as a small, still voice to him. The Apostle Paul. Good. Uh, He came to Paul um, a couple times internally telling him that he had a dream. Go to Macedonia. A Macedonian showed up in a dream and said, Paul, you need to go to deliver your message here. And also um, had uh, other uh, visions along the way with, uh, with Paul. Uh, so, uh, you see, Old Testament and New Testament. Ways that, that God would speak internally to God's people. To lead and to God, to connect with them. To have that personal relationship. Now, there's other times that God would use external things. All right, what are what are some particular events you can think of that happened biblically where God used external things? Moses, He spoke to to Moses through a burning bush. Jonah, yeah, when a big fish uh, comes and gets you, that's external, and that's that's gonna. Harder to deny that one. Yeah. Yeah. Noah with a rainbow. Yeah. Daniel in the lion's den. Gideon with the fleece. Yeah. There are times that God engages with us internally and times that God. All right. That's good. Thank you. Yeah, um, and uh, I'm, I'm changing my number, and uh, actually, uh, I just lied to you, but I, I don't want to know anything at midnight tonight from you, uh, along these lines, it's something that's emergency feel free. Um, So there's ways that God engages with us, but our charge is to stop and to slow down, to, to develop the, the vision, to develop the, the listening to how God speaks to us internally and externally. And so uh, through the next six weeks, we're going to have a habit of connecting to God twice a day. That's just us. You can connect with Him all you want. But for us to, to do this, to develop this habit, we're going to connect with them twice a day. Now, those uh, folks that are ushers, if you guys want to go ahead and distribute um, the pages that uh, explain the, um, the exercise. Now, I need you to listen uh, to this. Um, just, this is what our, our time is going to be, is that we're going to use this page, and you're going to get a new page every Sunday, um, in the morning and in the evening. In, in the morning, um, read through the page you get, has a, have a passage on it, and then a basic request. And so uh, this go-around, this week... Um, in the morning, you read Luke 11:9 through13. And then the, the request and then you can add to this. Feel free to get out your crayons and color on this, do whatever you want. But the basic thing that we're going cha- to challenging us to do together is to read through this. and then the request is, God, help me know you are real. Now, there, there are some of you in here that that'll just, you know, God, continue to uh, help me know you're real, um, that I know you're, you're real, but continue to show that to me in all of your beauty. But there may be some in here who you're, you're seriously questioning that. I mean, you're just, you're seriously seeking. You're, you're wondering. You're finding your place in a place that, that's sort of a, what in the church throughout history has been called a dark night of the soul. Um, or just a place where you're just racked with doubts and uncertainty, man. Ask God. You meet Him. say, God help me know that You are real. So that's that's in the morning, and then in the evening, in the evening, take this, you know, read it, look at the request, and then reflect, examine your day. With a set of goggles, maybe a little different. You know, where was it that God might have nudged you? Where was it that you you sensed God sh- answering your request? Well, he said, ask, seek, and knock. And he says, "You know, if, if you know how to good, give good stuff, then how much more does God know how to give the good stuff? And so at the end of the day, then reflect. And just write those reflections down. Where did you encounter God that day? And then... On the backside, you got more space. You know, if you need more space, go ahead. You want to add to this, go ahead. You know, feel free. Just take a, make a rift on it however you want. Um, but encourage you then with some of the social media of the church on Facebook or if you're going to um, uh, tweet, then, then go ahead and do that with the hashtag that's here and the um, address that's here on Facebook just to share your reflections, what you encounter, just to encourage and support one another in that way. And you know and this kind of thing is saying well that 's pray in the morning and the evening That's not some thing that 's not something that I just came up with. Um, I know some of you are really impressed by the brilliance of that you know pray in the morning and the evening um, but it 's actually something that those that have been following God have been doing for millennia um, a couple passages just to highlight that that it, we in the in the People that have been following God have known that we needed to have guidance to develop um, our attention. You know, and so Psalm 119, uh, the psalmist would pray, would gather with God seven times a day. I'm only asking two. Daniel would gather three times a day to pray to God. And Jesus regularly was his habit to go up to the Mount of Olives and to, to pray um, there. Um, The Benedictines, uh, Benedict who came on the scene as a Christian a long time ago, um, in the 400s and early 500s, he had the daily hours of prayer where it would be eight times during the course of 24 hours just because he knows that we need time to stop and reflect and, and to develop, in a sense, our antenna to develop our capacity to be attentive to what God is doing in our lives. Otherwise, we just blow right through it. So during the course of the six weeks, it will be a different request, a different passage um, each each week, but we'll uh, try to maintain and develop the same habit of beginning the day with the passage and the request and then towards the end of the day reflecting on how we might have seen uh, God... Uh, along the way, inviting us to practice taking a, a deeper look beyond just the material into the spiritual that is intimately connected, but yet takes a different view than just looking at the material events of the day. In, in a way, the, the Greek words for time help us um, with this sense of, of reflecting over the day. Uh, there's two words for time. Chronos, which you might think about chronological. That's where chronological comes from. And it just means, in a sense, sort of the, the quantity of time. They just, you just move from you know, one second to the next, one minute to the next, one hour. That's the chronology. Tomorrow is Monday. You know, that's chronos. But kairos, also translated time, is the quality of time. It's that, that there is some particular meaning and impact an event that, that occurred that when you look beyond what happens, you see deeper, You know, in, in a sense, beyond the surface into what God is doing in that moment. I mean, in a sense, it, it was... Um, there was a particular chronological time where Christ was being crucified, but the kairos of that moment was an explosion that, that changed the entire universe. So what we're doing is learning to look not only at chronology, but also the kairos moments of our day. And yeah, you know, people said, as I was floating this by people, I do that, I do ask people, is this a crazy idea? And folks were like, well, what if God doesn't answer? Well, you know... I believe God's Word, and He says if we ask that He's going to answer. Now, it may not be exactly how we want to, and it may not even be in a week. It may be you just need to stay with this first one for the whole six weeks. But we trust and believe that what God says God does, and that His Spirit is within us, and that He will help us, will show Himself to us as we um, take the time to seek to ask, seek and knock, and engage um, with him, to connect with him in a real and intimate way. This is good news that, that we connect with our Creator uh, directly because of Jesus through the power of His Holy Spirit. And, and we then uh, can, can practice together. Ways of being attentive to the wondrous works of God in our lives and all around us. Let us be in prayer throughout the week. God, show us that you are real. Amen.